Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game. Public enemies who try to destroy our America. Faithful Filipino valet Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with racketeers and saboteurs, risking his life that criminals and enemy spies will feel the weight of the law by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure alias Sandra Day. The Green Hornet strikes again. Attention all women. You can help to ease the pain of a wounded fighter. Help bring him back to health. And here's how. If you're untrained, take a home nursing or nurse's course. This can help release a trained nurse for Army duty. Or if you're a senior cadet nurse, serve your final six months in an Army hospital. If you're a registered nurse, join the Army Nurse Corps. Or if you know a registered nurse, advise her to join. Army hospitals in the United States are receiving wounded men from all fighting fronts and their needs must come before civilian needs. For information and application blank, communicate with your local Red Cross chapter or wire collect government rate to the Surgeon General U.S. Army, Washington, D.C. And now, the Green Hornet. dusk as a heavy-set man alighted from a cab and started across the walk toward a small apartment house in a deserted part of the city. As the speeding sedan approached and swerved toward the curb, the man turned with a startled exclamation. Hey, what in the world? Oh! Oh! Later that evening, Britt Reed, young playboy and publisher of the Daily Sentinel, stood in the city room talking to Gunnigan, the city editor, and to Ed Lowry, one of his reporters. That's the second gangster killing within a week, Gunnigan, and no trace of the killers. Yeah, I know, but headquarters sure are riled about the editorials we've been putting out, Chief. And the one in the last edition ain't going to make them feel any better. It isn't that the Sentinel's belittling the police in any way, Gunnigan. We're running a newspaper, and it's all right and privileged to ask for more action in running down the killers. Sure, they're used to getting jumped on by the press, and it puts them on their toes. 
They know they'll get praised if and when they catch the killer. Well, I guess you're right at that, Larry. And we know the guy who was shot down today was an ex-convict, Muggsy Calera. Yes, and we also know that he'd been a cellmate to Jaden who was killed a few days ago. They both did time together. Oh, it looks like some kind of a racketeer war or something. Well, whatever it is, it has to be stopped. And the Sentinel will keep behind the matter until it is stopped once and for all. following morning, Britt Reed looked up from the letters before him as his secretary, Lenore Case, entered his office. What is it, Miss Case? Well, Mr. Reed, there's a smartly dressed woman here to see you. A Miss Day. Miss Sandra Day. Miss Sandra Day? I, I don't know anyone by that name. She said you didn't know her, but she also said it was very important, so I took the liberty... Well, to... you might as well show her in, Miss Case. Yes, sir. I'll send her right in. Mr. Reed will see you, Miss Day. Go right in. Thank you very much. You're Miss Sandra Day? Yes, that's right. I I know you're Mr. Reed. Yes. Won't you sit down? Thank you. Now, uh, just what can I do for you, Miss Day? Well, I... I came to you because I thought perhaps you could help me. I'm terribly afraid. Afraid? Of what? Mr. Reed, as you know, a man was killed yesterday. Shot down in the street. Yes. What connection does that have with you? Not any direct connection, but but no doubt you also know the police found a printed note, sort of a blackmail note on, on the victim. Yes. Yes, I do happen to know such a note was found. Well, I... Before I go any further, I, I must ask you to keep this confidential, Mr. Reed. If what you have to say is any connection with the case, why don't you go to the police? Because... Well, it's sort of a delicate matter, and, and I hope that you could help me. If I can, I will. Now, if you care to tell me what it is I, that too, you... have received a blackmail note. A printed note signed Mr. X, just as that, that man's note was signed. I see. Go on, Miss Day. I'll show you the note. Here it is. Please read it. Hmm. Several interesting letters written by you to a certain man in this city are in my possession. If shown to the right party, it would cause you a lot of trouble. Five grand, eight o'clock tonight at the Golden Shoe Nightclub. We'll get them back. Come alone and wait. Mr. X. I still think you should go to the police with this. No. Oh, no. They'd want to see those letters. It might break up a home if they were made known. I meant no harm when I wrote them, but, but I just must have them back. I still can't figure out why you came to me. You're a newspaper man. Your newspaper is fighting racketeers such as, as Mr. X. I thought, well, that you could go out to the club and be there at 8 o'clock. You could watch from another table. Then, then after I made the contact and got back the letters, you, you could call the police and put them on the trail of those contacting me. Well, I could send one of our reporters out. You have out to, to tell him what it was all about. Please remember, this is confidential. I thought if you could go yourself, you're known to go to nightclubs often, Mr. Reed, and well, no one would suspect you were watching. All right, I'll go. But of course, you'll have no objections if I take someone with me, as long as I don't mention the reason for going. That will be all right. You... You don't know how grateful I am to you for your help. I might add, Miss Day, I think it's very foolish for you to play pay blackmail, no matter what the reason. But 
if it results in the capture of the killers, why, surely it's worth taking the chance. Well, maybe so. Anyway, I'll be there watching at 8 o'clock this day. You can depend on that. As Miss Day left his office, Britt Reed stared after her. A strange expression came into his eyes for the moment. Then, turning back to his desk, he lifted the phone and dialed. As he dialed, the calm, carefree attitude which had caused the young publisher to become known as a playboy to his friends dropped from him like a cloak. And in its place was the direct and purposeful attitude of his secret personality, the Green Hornet. He spoke authoritatively to the answering voice on the private line. Hello, Cato. I have something for you to do. Now listen carefully and I'll tell you what it is. Boss, it sure was nice of you to invite me to come out here with you. Hope you enjoy it, Lowry. By the way, what time do you have? Uh, it's just a... Just a few minutes after eight. Thanks. Hey, boss. You notice a slick chick at the next table? Sure giving us the eye. Really? I haven't noticed. Yeah, some babe that. <laughs> She's a, a smooth-looking type, about 30 maybe. But she sure's got what it takes, believe me. <laughs> Well, I'm sure it must be you she's looking at, Lowry. Oh, do you think so? <clears throat> Say, maybe I ought to ask her if no. she'd... Uh... No? Definitely no. <clears throat> That's what I thought you said the first time. Oh, well. Oh, uh, Lowry. Huh? Since my back is toward the door, I want you to keep an eye on that direction. Watch the door? What for? Never mind, just watch it. And uh, forget your slick chick for the time being. Okay, <laughs> boss, if you say so. But I don't see why you want me to watch it. Duck, boss! Look out! Who's that shot? Hey, came from the doorway. Boss, boss, are you hit? No, no, I'm all right, Lowry. Oh, nobody's gonna take pot shots at you and get away with it. I'm going after him. Lowry, wait. Oh, oh Mr. Reed, I, I'm so glad you weren't hurt. Thanks, Miss Day. Be calm, everybody. There's nothing to be excited about. Start the music, please. I, I just know those shots were meant for me. Maybe so, but from the two holes in the back of my chair, I'd say they were very poor shots if they aimed at you, Miss Day. I doubt if they'll contact me after all this. I'm sure they won't. I suggest you go on home. I'm taking a cab. I'll drop you off if you no, wish. No, no, thank you. I think it's best if we're not seen together. Where could I get in touch with you later? I'm going back to the Sentinel office right now. About what time will you be leaving there? Oh, you can reach me there about, oh, 10 o'clock. I'll leave there about then. All right. If anything comes up, I'll call you. Thank you for coming out. I suggest you go straight home and then call the police for protection this day. If they were shooting at you, as you seem to think, they may try again. I guess you're right. I'll leave now. When I get home, I'll get in touch with the police. Good, you go ahead. I'll wait a few minutes until my friend returns, then we'll leave for the office. Are you... you sure you'll be all right? Oh, yes. I'll be careful. Thank you again, and good night. Well, I'd better hunt up Lowry and be on my way. The evening certainly has started off with a lot of excitement. Perhaps I'll meet with a lot more before the night's over. Who can tell? Once again, that strange, piercing look came into Britt Reed's eyes as Miss Day walked away from his table in the nightclub. 
He waited a few moments until she had had time to leave the club. Then, rising, he went into the nightclub lobby, where he found Lowry, who was looking puzzled and disconcerted because he hadn't solved the mystery of the shooting. The two men took a taxi cab and went back to the Sentinel building. Before going up to his own office, Britt Reed sent Lowry in search of certain data. A short time later, Lowry entered the young publisher's office. Oh, here's that stuff you wanted from the morgue on Clarence Aiton, boss. They were convicted and sent up just about five years ago. Thanks, Lowry. I'll get through them in a minute. Okay. I'm going on down to cops headquarters just in case there's anything going. Uh, see you in the morning, boss. All right, Lowry. Good night. Good night. Hmm. Very interesting data on the Calera case. Especially the pictures. The private line. There must be Cato calling. Hello? This is Cato, Mr. Britt. I followed directions you gave me just before you left for nightclub. Good. How did you make out? I wait outside of club. Short time after 8 o'clock, woman you described come out, get in car with man. He drive her to Avenue Apartments. She go in, he drive away. I see. Is she still there? Yes, sir. She not leave yet. Check on the location of her apartment, Cato. Then continue to watch. I'm leaving here at 10 o'clock. I'll meet you at our apartment. Yes, Mr. Britt. I keep watch. Meet you at apartment later. Goodbye. Goodbye, Cato. Oh, wait a minute. Yes, sir. I'm listening. You haven't noticed anyone else watching that place, have you? Such as the police, for instance? Well, no, sir. I only want watching. Hmm. Then she didn't intend to call the police for protection. I didn't think she would. Why, sure she not have police come to watch, Mr. Britt. All right, Kato. See you later. <laughs> Laurie's so-called slick chick isn't so slick after all. City Hall clock was striking ten as Britt Reed stepped from the elevator into the lobby of the Sentinel building. That's ten o'clock striking. You've been working late tonight, Mr. Reed. Oh, just catching up on a little work, Joe. Good night. Good night, sir. I wonder if Cato found out anything more. I'll have to take the cab home if I can... Oh, oh, this is it. We'll continue our Green Hornet adventure in just a moment. The post-war world. It's easy to dream of, isn't it? A world at peace, a world of science and greater comfort. A world of jobs, a plentiful, happy world. Yes, it's easy to dream of. But every day, many of us are forgetting we must plan now for that peacetime world, prevent inflation and the crash which always follows in its wake. These three rules will help ward off inflation and depression. First, buy only what we need now. Second, pay no more than ceiling prices. And third, put all extra money into war bonds and other savings. Yes, save for the future. Save for that world. Make it a reality instead of a dream. And now, back to the Green Hornet. Hmm. 
Britt Reed stepped from the doorway of the Sentinel building, a speeding car roared by, spewing bullets. Hey, somebody get shot! Is he dead? Who'd they shoot at? All right, get back, everybody. Get back! Come on, get back, folks. I'll soon see who... Great day, it's Mr. Reed. I'm all right, officer. Now, here, now, let me help you up. There. Are you sure you're not hurt, Mr. Reed? Not a scratch. Luckily, I saw them coming. Then I took a nose dive to the sidewalk and nothing flashed. You sure are the nervy one to be joking about it. Oh, I'll report this to headquarters right away. You can be sure of that. I, uh, I don't suppose you got the number or anything like that, sir. <laughs> I was too busy hugging the sidewalk to make sure they didn't have my number. <laughs> I guess you were at that, sir. Well, if there's anything I can do... No, then... Not a thing, thank you. You go ahead and make your report. I'll grab a cab and go along home. <laughs> Whoever it was using me for a target won't get another chance at me if I can help it. You can bet on that. Taking a cab, Britt Reed went to his apartment, where Cato, his faithful Filipino valet, and the only person knowing his identity as the Green Hornet, was waiting. The two men held a lengthy discussion. Then Cato made his report. Short time after 10 o'clock, man come back in car. Woman come out and they drive away, Mr. Britt. I see. Well, I want to pay a visit to her place before she goes back there. That mean Green Hornet make visit, perhaps. Right. Mask and gas gun ready. We go now? The sooner the better. Come on, Cato. Stepping through a secret panel in the rear of a closet in his bedroom... Britt Reed and Cato went along a narrow passageway built within the walls of the apartment itself. This passage led to an adjoining building which fronted on a dark side street. Though supposedly abandoned, this building served as the hiding place for the sleek, superpowered Black Beauty, streamlined car of the Green Hornet. Britt Reed pressed a button. The great car roared into life. A section of the wall in front raised automatically, then closed as the gleaming black beauty sped into the darkness. Followed the man and woman far enough to know where they went, Cato? Yes, Mr. Britt. They go to a small restaurant several blocks away from Avenue Apartments. Uh, that was about a half hour ago, then. Yes, sir. I hope we get to that apartment house before they return. We'd be there in a minute now. It's right up block. Good. Find a secluded place in which to hide the black beauty. There's a vacant lot just ahead. Apartment just beyond. Uh, that'll do. Turn in there, Cato. It's dark enough here. You can stop now. Wait here for me. I won't be long. I wait. Remember, she have apartment 102 on first floor. Yes. I'm very anxious to have a look around in apartment 102. Keep on the watch, Cato. I'll be right back. Britt Reed approached the apartment house with caution. In a matter of minutes, with the use of a skeleton key, he quietly entered apartment 102 and closed the door behind him. I'll have to work fast. Should make him back any minute. Uh, nothing in the desk at all. 
moving papers. Nothing on the desk except. Yeah, it's a blotter, but that's all. I guess I... that blotter. Maybe. Oh, that mirror over there. Well, let's see now. This flashlight isn't much to go by, but. Oh, I've really found something here. Now I know I'm on the right track. And now I'll leave my seal on top of the desk. Yeah, there. That should do the trick. Get when I may have a little weight, but it'll be worth it. And how? I'll go back to the Black Beauty now. Returning to the Black Beauty in which Cato was waiting, Britt Reed entered the car. But instead of leaving, the two men sat conversing in low tones as they watched the entrance to the Avenue Apartments. They just went out to eat, Cato. They should be back by this time. But time moves slow and heartbeat fast, Mr. Britt. Yet not as long as you think. They come soon, maybe. I hope so. Look, Mr. Britt. It's them. Yes, they're going in. If they react to that hornet seal the way I hope they will, they'll lead us to the place I want to find. Cato, keep your fingers crossed and hope. Meantime, in a small secluded house on the edge of town, a smooth, flashily dressed man sat at a table drinking with a blonde girl whose heavy makeup failed to hide the hardness in her face. Drink up, honey. We'll have plenty of time for a few more. <laughs> Slick. You know, the boss wouldn't like it, us being together like this. What the boss doesn't know won't hurt anyone, baby. Here. Thanks, Slick. I happen to know the boss isn't due back here tonight. Good luck, baby. Yeah, we'll have a couple of more drinks, and we'll go out dancing somewhere. What do you say, huh? Okay with me, big boy. Ain't looking for trouble with a boss, that's all. Not I can't take care of myself, young man. Sure, sure. Don't get so serious. Enjoy yourself, kid, while you've got the chance. Anyway, we've got a lot to celebrate, haven't we? Oh, I don't know about that. I ain't trusting the boss any too far. I've gotten a double-cross before in my life, and that's no kidding. Ah, take it easy, Goldie. Nobody's going to double-cross you. What gave you that idea? Look, it's almost like a double-cross already, the way I look at it, Slick. The boss catches up together as fireworks, that's what. Yep, I'd rather right to be with someone I like, ain't I? Well, answer me, ain't I? Of course you have, Goldie. Oh, don't go showing your drinks if you want to go out someplace with me. I ain't showing my drinks. Just saying what I think. It's about time someone took the boss down a peg anyway, and little Goldie for one could do it, too. Look. See this? Uh, hey, put that automatic back in your pocket. You <laughs> ought to take off that coat anyway. <laughs> don't worry, Slick. It won't go off. Not if I don't want it to. Well, what's the use of taking off my coat? We're going out, ain't we? Yeah, sure. Here, let's drink the good luck, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good luck to you and me. Sure. <laughs> hey, what? Oh, it's Bill and the boss. Yes, it looks as though I came just in time. What's that frizzy-headed blonde doing here with you? Now, hold on, Sandra. Don't Sandra me. I'm the boss to you just as I am to the rest of them. Well, I warned you, Slick, that if I ever caught that... Shut up, little... you. Look, 
that gun down, do you hear? Goldie, you don't know what you're doing. Oh, don't I? Calling herself the boss, huh? Running around as a female racketeer. Having guys rubbed out to try to cross her, huh? Well, she'll never rub me out. I'm here to tell all of you. Grab her, Bill. Oh, you... oh. Goldie. Goldie, you shot the boss. Ah, she just passed out. Clipped her, that's all. Yeah, well, I'm going to clip you, see? Hold it. What? The Green Hornet. We were coming here to warn you about him. You'll have to seal up the boss's place. Ten minutes for Goldie here getting into Goldie trouble with the boss. Goldie saved me a lot of trouble. At least she put the ex-Mrs. Calera out of things for a while. Ex-Mrs. Calera. How did you know that? Hmm, the guy seems to know a lot. Maybe I ought to hook up with someone like him who knows what it's all about. No, thanks, Blondie. You're not my type to put it politely. Why, you... Not so fast. Give me that. Got it. That's it. Now you hold it, Hornet. Yeah. While you was wrestling with Goldie, we both got the drop on you, see? Oh, so I see. Goldie, while we keep him covered, you get your gun back. And get his, too. There's a reward out for this punk. Twenty-five grand, dead or alive, Slick. Yeah, that is something to think about. Go ahead, Goldie. We won't let him move. Yeah. Go on. That's not good. Hey, who said what? that? The lights went out. Do something. Grab him, quick. I got him. Shoot, Slick, shoot. Hey, you got all of me. Let go. This will settle him. Oh, oh holy oh. catfish. I suck Goldie. We'll get him, Bill. Why don't you do it, killer? Take this. Oh, gas. Don't. I'm getting out of here, but quick. Maybe better you stay. I, st I still got my run off. Oh, no, you don't. The lights. I better see if that I shot... I put on lights. Good. I was afraid for a moment that you might be hurt. I see you did as I told you when you called the police. I want to leave a note for them. I put it in the boss lady's hand. There. Let's go. you first suspect Miss Day really not what she's seen, Mr. Britt? When she first came by office, Cato, she mentioned that a blackmail note had been found on Calera, something like the one she had. Actually, no one knew about that note having been found but the police and us. Oh, I see. Her anxiety to get me into that nightclub also made me suspicious. Then when I was shot at, I was sure she was behind it because of the editorials in the Sentinel. Well, what of attack in front of Sentinel building? I expected that, so they didn't succeed. He was quite anxious to know just what time I'd be leaving the office. And what you find in apartment, clinch case. Right. Those notes were written in ink. She left nothing around her desk except a small blotter. When I held it to the mirror, I could make out the exact words that were in the note she showed me. She had written those notes herself. She was Mr. X. Also in write-ups on the Calera case, I found a picture of Mrs. Calera, a brunette but with features like Miss Day. She was formerly Calera's wife. Was she got divorced when he got to jail? Yes, then she blackmailed him and his cellmate for the money they had hidden from a holdup. It was never found. When they wouldn't pay, she had them murdered. Are you sure police find out facts? I made sure, Cato. Oh, yes. You leave note. That's right. I left a note telling who the woman really is and indicating that the others make up the gang responsible for the killings. <laughs> With them fighting among themselves, it'll be quite easy for the police to get a confession from one or more of them. <laughs> Don't worry about that. <laughs> well, no doubt woman called Goldie implicate Green Hornet. They'll be saying which go... There'll be no fury like woman scorn. <laughs> <laughs> you said it, Cato. <laughs> you really said it.
Some people think that once we beat Germany, we'll be able to lick Japan in six months. But a year and a half to two years after Germany is beaten is the minimum estimate given by our top military authorities. And unless we folks here at home meet our responsibilities, it's going to take longer than that. We've got to stick to our war jobs until we're released. We've got to keep buying bonds. We've got to keep supporting all other home front activities until this war is won. And here's an important announcement. Beginning Thursday, February 1st, the Green Hornet will be broadcast over most of these stations on Thursday night instead of Tuesday. Don't forget the change of day. Beginning next week, February 1st, the Green Hornet will be broadcast over most of these stations at 7.30 Thursday night. These copyrighted dramas originate in the studios of WXYZ Detroit. All characters, names, places, and incidents are fictitious. Henry Stambaugh speaking. This is the Michigan Radio Network.